Hey y'all, I'm Kim. And I'm Joanne. We are the registered dietitian nutritionists and hosts of Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. So we wanted to tell you what our podcast is all about. Our podcast is designed to educate and excite conversations in women's health, food, nutrition, wellness, and cross-cultural health topics. Every week, we'll discuss proven techniques with an entertaining flair to energize you and encourage you in your journey to a healthier, physical, mental, and social well-being. So hold up, hold up, Jay. We're going to tell them what this means in other words. So our podcast doesn't only focus on the black and white of food and nutrition, because you know if you have a problem, your problem is almost always a different shade of gray. Am I right? right? For instance, one can argue that kale is healthier than spinach, but is it really though? In Nutrition Lifestyles, we're going to take you on a journey. We're going to teach you how to break down the latest craze in food when it comes down to pop culture. So if your goal is to live a better lifestyle and you are interested in becoming a better you, then listen to this episode to find out how. And also subscribe to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And don't forget to share this with your friends. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Joanne. And today we are going to start with a story. So if you know me, you know a few things about me. You know that I'm natural, meaning that I do not have any relaxer or perm in my hair to make it straight. You know that my go-to hairstyle is a twist out. And you know that I'm also a very jovial person once I warm up to you. I will agree to that. You are pretty jovial. So last week, when I strolled into work with my typical jovial nature and my go-to hairstyle, I was speaking with a co-worker of mine who happens to be a baby boomer, and she's also a woman of color. So during our conversation, I don't know how we got on the topic, but we started talking about hair. Okay. So I haven't told Joanne this story yet. So I pulled out my phone and I showed her like a hair chart of like the 3A to 4C hair textures. And I asked her, what hair type do I have? Okay, so I feel like you're setting yourself up, but go ahead, continue. (laughs) I was actually, I was setting her up because I already know what type of hair texture I have. So for those of you who do not know what this hair chart looks like, hop on over to our Facebook group and we'll have a picture of it. So go ahead and check it out. So anyway, in my jovial nature, you know, I had an inkling of what she was going to say and I wanted to like run a joke with her. Okay. And she said to me, Kim, honey, now you know you ain't got no good hair. <laughs> Why, while I'm running game on her, right? I'm like, okay, so what's good hair mean? What defines good hair? What defines bad hair? What criteria do you choose to label individuals' hair as good or bad? So I was just basically (laughs) giving her a hard time. But as lighthearted as our conversation was, something sobering occurred to me. Women with kinky hair are taught that their hair texture is quote-unquote bad. That is so funny. Because her comment is exactly what I expected her to say is you ain't got that good hair. Cause <laughs> I, I know I knew that's what she would have said. And that's what I've heard all my life because my hair is 4C also. OK, so growing up myself, actually, and being around a lot of people who never permed their hair, I used to think, what the 
hell are they doing and why in the hell would they want to do this? Um, and it was because really I didn't know how to take care of my natural hair. I actually rebelled against the idea of ever going natural. I said it wasn't for me. It wasn't going to happen at all. Never in my life would I ever thought that I would be natural going on almost 10 years now. So in the last 10 years, the natural hair movement, it has boomed like Natural hair products are everywhere. People have access to different types of products for di different types of hair um, textures and whatnot. So most people are not re are now realizing that their hair is at its healthiest when it's in its natural state. And I myself, I've realized that too. Right. So for me, this movement of the natural hair movement, it made it way more easier for me to be able to manage my natural hair. Um, because I, I, you know, I figured out products that worked for my hair and I live in Atlanta and we have a lot of hair shows that come into town and I'm able to go to these hair shows and buy products at deep discounts. And that has really helped with my natural hair journey. So I became natural by eight years ago during that time that I was becoming natural. I had my firstborn, my firstborn child. And, um, I actually like to say that I'm not permed because my hair is not relaxed, but I wouldn't say it's totally mm, natural because from. I do color my hair a couple of times a year. But I will say I agree to this notion that everybody else has come up with is that my hair is at its healthiest during its natural state. Like when my hair is natural, it is the most healthiest I've ever seen it to be. And I do have periods where my hair is not na is not healthy. That's really during the times of stress like during my college years, if I have something stressful going on in my adult life, I'll notice it appear in my hair. But overall, my hair has been pretty healthy. So what about you, Kim? What has your natural hair journey been like? So Joanne, when you actually first met me, I was transitioning to uh, to becoming natural. And this was what, over 10 years ago, yeah. I went natural when it wasn't popular, when <laughs> I was looking bugly, busted and ugly <laughs> at the same time. Um, but I went natural because my scalp could just not, it couldn't take it. I would use like the kitty, berm, kitty perms and my scalp would react mm -hmm. during my whole entire natural phase. I mean, it, it was a cycle. It was trying to figure out what product was best to use if I should take this vitamin or if I shouldn't take this vitamin, my hair would fall off and then it would grow back. So I think I think now I finally got the hang of it. I mean, I went through that dry spell and I went through the stressful moments just like you. But I mean, the, the natural hair, uh, natural hair for black women, I'm not gonna say women of color because there are some women of color who do have a different texture hair. I agree. But the natural hair journey for black women is not for the faint of heart. It's not. It's not at all. And along with the natural hair movement came natural hair supplements. You can say that you again. Know, people always find ways to make money when something is booming. And natural hair movement was booming. So natural hair supplements came out. The marketing with these hair supplements basically were telling people that you can get, you know, booty hair length. <laughs> <laughs> get your hair strong, healthy, or this, that, and whatnot with these hair supplements. So today we want to go into that a little bit. We want to talk about what supplements are 
and what they are actually supposed to do. So Kim, go into that a little bit. You know, first thing that comes to my mind is, Joanne, why didn't we jump on that hair supplements bandwagon about 13 years ago? We should have gotten the kitchen, put some stuff together, and we would have been billionaires. I'm telling you. So nutritional supplements are supposed to do just what they say. They supplement our bodies when we are lacking in our diet. So nutritional supplements come in a variety of forms and variations. So we have multivitamins for women. We have multivitamins for women over the age of 50. We have multivitamins for men, vitamins for men over the age of 50. We have for children, we have for pregnant women. And the list goes on and on and on. Mm -hmm. You also have individual vitamins and minerals that are sold on the market. And you also have vitamins and minerals specifically for the hair, nails, and skin, amongst many other things. And we're going to get into the individual vitamins and minerals a little later on. But the supplement industry is booming, as Joanne stated earlier. It is booming to the point where last year, in 2018, almost $31 billion dollars was made in revenue from nutritional supplements alone, if you can imagine. So the hair supplement industry finding out that, or the hair industry finding out that they can put out hair supplements and be part of the the $31 billion in revenue. I, I can't say I fault them because they trying to make their coins or whatnot, telling people how to get their hair long and luscious by using this product and taking that supplement. I can't lie and say that it's not enticing because it is. Yeah, it is. Can you imagine, Joanne, one billion of that could have been ours? Girl, I would take one million right now, but <laughs> that's a, another story for another time. The quest, So the question that I've received a lot over the years when it comes to hair um, journeys that people are going through is, do I need a hair supplement? And if so, what hair supplements should I be consuming? The short answer to that really is no, you don't need a hair supplement off top. It all depends on whether or not you are deficient. So the first line of defense should never be going straight for supplements. It should be making sure that your diet Mm -hmm. is healthy and that you're eating a healthy lifestyle. Now, after you've implemented those um, changes in your life, if you are deficient, then you can then supplement your diet with different vitamins and minerals that you may be deficient in. And, um, you know, we often think of food as a way to make our hair and our nails stronger, our hair look better and whatnot. But we got to also remember that stress, stress is a big factor when it comes to our skin, our hair and our nails, how it can affect it. So making sure that we're removing and reducing different stressors in our life that's also an important step that we need to make. And sometimes hair supplements can cause more harm than good. They sure can. For instance, I haven't looked at the ingredients in hair supplements in a while because I simply don't purchase them. But did you know that too much vitamin A or vitamin A toxicity can cause alopecia? That is serious. That is very serious. So for those of you who do not know what alopecia is, it is a fancy medical term for hair loss or uh, patchy hair. So vitamin A is a fat-soluble vitamin, just dropping some nutrition knowledge on y'all. 
It's a fat soluble vitamin, which is absorbed in the body. And it's kind of difficult for the body to regulate vitamin A absorption via excretion. So instead of taking a supplement that can cause a toxicity, why not eat the food instead? Uh, Foods such as eggs and fortified milk, dark green leafy vegetables, and also yellow-orange vegetables serve as a natural source of vitamin A. Additionally, biotin. I have been seeing a lot of biotin lately. Some of my uh, co-workers who are not dietitians do take biotin. They are so popular. I see a lot of people taking them also. Not even going to lie. I used to take uh, these biotin supplements in my relaxed days way before I became a dietitian. But biotin, did you know a biotin deficiency can result in alopecia as well? Look at that. I mean, that is so crazy. You all know in the black community, our hair is our crown and glory. And I myself, I would not take any chances in losing my hair. And I know people who suffer from alopecia and I know how serious it can be and how it can affect your life. So that is not something I would ever play with. Right. So even though a biotin deficiency can result in alopecia, here is the good news. I don't, I don't want you running to the stores talking about you're going to buy some biotin pills. Right. Biotin deficiency is rare. It's rare seeing that biotin is actually synthesized by the microflora, which naturally live in the gut. But biotin supplements are also sold on the market. But you really, you really don't don't need these biotin supplements unless you have a diagnosis of a biotin deficiency. Right. So unlike vitamin A, biotin is a water soluble vitamin. So basically the body can easily excrete biotin through the urine. So toxicity is rare. But in my opinion, it is best to eat foods that have biotin in it, such as fruits and peanuts and sunflower seeds, and also a diversity of meats and liver. Just to make it even more clearer to you guys, when Kim is saying soluble when it comes to different vitamins, so when she says something is fat soluble, it means that that vitamin needs fat for absorption. And when she says it's water soluble, it is best absorbed around water. So if you guys didn't know this before, when it comes to supplements in the supplement industry, it is not regulated by anyone, not the government. And not to say that the government is in all be all when it comes to health. And, you know, it's not regulated by the government. It's not regulated by these companies. They're just out to make money. So if you think about it, if no one is regulating these supplement industries, anything that they say on that bottle, no one knows whether it's fact or not. So the promotion that you see where they're like, um, have your hair grow this length and have it be this strong, your nails be so strong or whatnot. No one knows whether what they're saying on these bottles are true or, or not. So consuming these supplements when you don't need them, especially the fat soluble ones, It can be harmful. So getting your diet right first should still be the first thing that you do. And if you are still deficient, again, then you start supplementing those areas. Don't just start supplementing because someone who has no knowledge of nutrition told you to take them. Exactly. So guys, in order to eat a healthful diet, Joanne and I are always saying 
We're going to borrow this from Skittles, not a promotion for Skittles. Eat the rainbow. Eat the rainbow. Eat a variety of foods unless you have some legitimate food intolerance or food allergy. Mm -hmm. And we want you guys to hop on over to our Facebook group because we're going to have a list of the different vitamins and minerals that are optimal for healthy hair, skin, and nails. We are going to teach you guys signs of toxicity as well as signs of deficiency. And we want you guys to remember also that these vitamins and minerals don't just function by themselves. They have to work with other cofactors, which is other vitamins and minerals so that your body can get the optimal usage of yeah, them. I agree. Don't just focus on, okay, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to up my game on that biotin. If your game is not upped on your other B vitamins, you're not doing nothing. You're just creating expensive urine, right? <laughs> because biotin is water soluble. So that is some expensive urine that's, that's going down in that toilet. I'm just being honest with you guys. You know, don't forget guys that your kidney and your liver are really important organs when it comes to eliminating and processing toxins and whatnot in our bodies. If you're doing too much by taking so many supplements, I've seen people's counters where they have nothing going on, like they don't have not one diagnosis in the world, and that thing is stacked up with supplements. <laughs> if, if you're doing too much, you know, you can tax these important organs where they're trying to work overtime to remove the excess amount of stuff that you got it, you know, you, you're consuming. So guys, remember to rate and review this episode. Let us know what, what has your hair journey been like? Even if you guys are not um, natural or not permed like Joanne and I are, Still, we want to know. We want to know how the vitamins and minerals hair industry has impacted you. So thank you guys for listening. Until next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. If you haven't subscribed to the Nutrition Lifestyles podcast, please do so. Most importantly, we want to extend a special invitation to you to join the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne Facebook page and the Nutrition Lifestyles Pod Club. You were not meant to do this alone. It is important for us to surround ourselves with people who mirror positivity related to health and nutrition. So all you have to do to follow our page and join our private pod club is hop on over to Facebook and search for Nutrition Lifestyles Pod Club and the Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne page. Click on the join and like buttons respectively, and then you will gain access to tips, to jumpstart a nutritious lifestyle, a tribe to cheer you on your journey, hot topics on health and nutrition, and also it's a hub to connect with me and Kim. We are really looking forward to mingling with you. So see you on Facebook.